Welcome back to Factory Sealed. It is December 23rd, 2017. My name is Eric Peters, and joining me today, Mr. Yum Ragged! What up, guys? Or, as it was noted on the parcel that I sent you, Ragon. Apparently so. With an O. Yeah. Eric yeah. sent me a parcel, and then I got a, letter, a follow-up letter from the mailing company, and it said, Dear Mr. Tom Ragon. <laughs> It's like a bad pasta sauce. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we got we got Mr. Dan Curtis. Ho, ho, ho. My prostate. <laughs> uh, I think Mike Tyson made it under the wire. Hello, mister. Can I have another? Oh, I'm only a lonely factory sealed host. Please let me in. No. Can we get rid of him for Christmas, please? <laughs> Gladly. Is his tenure done yet? He's, he's just lived out his usefulness. <laughs> his probationary period's over. Yeah, he's freelance. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I uh, yeah, I'd nearly missed it. We would have the wire. We would have waited. Well, we are recording on a different day, so... It is Saturday. This is odd. Yes. Yeah, it's really strange. Yeah. And it's it's four o'clock. I will turn into a pumpkin and Tom will spontaneously combust from not having eaten. (laughs) I'll just be a skeleton (laughs) on the chair. (laughs) And I shall just ramble on. (laughs) Louder and louder. Eric is dying of catastrophic man flu. Oh, God. I feel like absolute dick sandwich right now. Nice. Yeah. It's all right. I'll survive. Favorite kind of sandwich. Mm, (laughs) Just a load of meat. (laughs) Someone was telling me the other day that you live dick sandwiches, Eric, but I told him you didn't. I I told him you don't even like bread. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for your support, Mike. (laughs) So... Guys, it's a Christmas show. We made it through another year. Amazingly. Good lord. <laughs> Who listens to this shit, honestly? Apparently a lot of people. <laughs> but Why? I feel like I've been having me for quite a while too. Kudos I feel for like that. We should put a disclaimer at the very beginning of this show because last Christmas show, some of the new listeners left bad reviews because we didn't talk about games we played which was odd. So this is a show. We did not play a game for this show. We are talking about our favorite games from this past calendar year. Was that a siren? No, that was a screaming child out the hall. (laughs) It sounded like a siren. It sounded like a siren that gave up. Pinky's up for child screams. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, you'll hear a lot of it. Amelia's in in that scream phase of, I have a voice, I'm going to use it. Scream oh, face, she's go- going around the house in a white mask, killing people with a knife. <laughs> yes. I can't wait for her Friday the 13th phase, though. <laughs> the Saw phase for Ellie wasn't very much fun, though. We are so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> He's just figuring this out. There it is again. <laughs> no, but it, cons- it consistently surprises me every time. Just yeah, derails. Yeah. You'd think that after, this. so technically we are at f- about five and a half years. 
She sounds like a budgie in the background. A what? A budgie. A budgie. What's a, a little budgie? Bud- what's a budgie? A little bird. Little bird. A little helicopter. A budgie. Do we know what a budgie is? That's not a thing. <laughs> How do you not know what a budgie is? Budgie rigger, also known as the kind. It's a parakeet. No, it's a budgie. It's, well, it's, no, it's a bud budgerica. It's also known as the common parakeet. So who would call it a budgie instead of just parakeet? Us. Here's here's some English trivia for you as well, Eric. Budgie <laughs> budgie smugglers are why fronts. Yeah, or also known as uh, grapefruit smugglers. <laughs> I just tried to get you a picture of a budgie, but it came up with a band that's called Budgie that I've never heard of. They just play in whitey tidies. No, he like he's, got the, he's got the old jeans with the fashionable knees cut out. Oh, yeah. Mm, I say fashionable. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Surely totally there's a market not, for I'm a totally band. I'm totally not wearing a pair of them right now. Surely there's a market for a band that just gets on stage in nothing but whitey tidies. It probably exists. Uh, factory seal band, guys. We'd call ourselves the Skid Marks. Have you guys ever seen there's that um, metal band that all dresses Ned Flanders? Yeah. <laughs> o- Oakley Doakley, they're called. No, that one and they're super guy. heavy metal, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they're well heavy. Oakley Doakley. Any listeners, just, just Google Oakley Doakley band. That's something see. that's safe to Google from our show. Yeah, it really is. And anything else we ever suggest, do not Google it. Never safe. <laughs> that's fine. The funny thing is, the picture I've just sent you guys, which I think might be the first one that comes up. Yeah, the guy in the middle looks a bit like Walter White before he shaves his head. It does, actually, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think of the desert setting helps as well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So is, every, is everybody finished for the Crimbo now? Oh, God, no. Yes, not Crimbo. Crimbo is back. No. Crimbo is back. No. <laughs> Come now, sing with me, proper crimbo. Selector! <laughs> Take you for a drink with me, proper crimbo. Selector! <laughs> so excited you, Matt, we proper crimbo. Selector! <laughs> God, that sucks. Shit. We're, 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 done. we're done. Thank you. <laughs> no, some of us don't get time off over crimbo. Oh, man. oh no. Who None? doesn't? Do you have to work on Christmas? The only days I'm guaranteed off are Christmas Day and New Year's Day. What? So it's like we don't normally work sun. I don't normally work Sundays, but I volunteered to work tomorrow because they're doing deliveries on Christmas Eve. I volunteered to work, so we're getting paid a shitload for working tomorrow. So, so technically, you don't get any time off. You just swapped a shift. Mm, yeah, sort of. I get an extra day off next week because I have New Year's Day off. So I've got Saturday, Sunday, and Monday off. But other than that, I'm working all the way through. Ooh, Dan and I were just discussing how much time we have off, and it is a gross amount. It is. It's vast. I wasn't aware Dan did any work. He doesn't. I thought <laughs> he just like dance grabbing on, danced on chairs and grabbed his own tits. <laughs> Dan just stands on tables and claps occasionally. <laughs> true. This is true. How, how long do you guys have off? Uh, all have of till the second. Yeah, me too. The second. All of my uh, all of my accounts are basically shut down for the next two weeks, and then I'm taking the following week off. Mike's deflating again. Nice. 
So I'm technically what? done till the 15th. And what are you doing in that, that last week off? Uh, my buddy from Wisconsin's coming into town. Excellent. Excellent. Ex- Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> the, Excellent. <laughs> the Mr. Burns hands together. Excellent. Mm, yes. Travel to Phoenix. <laughs> Stay in Michael, Phoenix. The, Michael, are you done with your fart noises now? The, yes, yeah, come. The, the winters are great. Michael, I can tell that you're jealous. Yeah, I am a little bit, but I get extra holiday to take wherever I want the rest of the year. So you could even say he is hyper jelly. He said it. <laughs> That's why it's his name. Context, by the way, Tom's username is hyper jelly. <laughs> you guys gave up on putting your Twitter handles out, didn't you? Yeah, because nobody uses Twitter anymore. I mean, that's and, probably and we, wrong. And, and, <laughs> and keep this to yourself. We can't be asked to maintain it. Oh, man. It's hard, it's hard enough to keep up on just the Facebook community. I don't know. The Donald uses the Twitter. Oh, man. The Donald. <laughs> He's always on it. Heck yeah. That's <laughs> how you there's run the world. Dick, now there's a dick sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, when you're late at night, you just want to say coffee to people. Coffee. <laughs> Goofy. And you just want to condone the annihilation of an entire country? That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, whatever. And ruin the internet for everyone. But no, actually, Dan's right. We just can't be arsed to do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's hard, hard enough playing the games. No, that's that's yeah. true. I mean, I, I'd love to do this full time and just piss about, but you know, adult life and stuff. Well, I've been spending every paycheck on nothing but lottery tickets so that we can try to do that. <laughs> Good idea. I've, I'm also having to sell the house. Yeah. <laughs> this will also be the last show because we will be living on the street next week. <laughs> next show, Eric will be recording from an alleyway, just Sound. getting on, just getting just, on a restaurant's Wi-Fi, <laughs> just yelling into a bin. <laughs> you got anywhere I can tie this string up that'll make it to England? <laughs> I used to have it all, and I spent all my dollar and dues on lottery tickets. Maybe they'll ship me to England, and I can be homeless in Mike's back porch. <laughs> but, but, well, I'd let you in. Would you? Give, give you a little hot chocolate, then kick you back out. Oh, you wouldn't let me sleep <laughs> at the foot of the bed? Uh, you'd have to fight it out with a cat, but sure. I mean, I just I occasionally... You, I don't think you'd get much hot chocolate, though, because Jai'd just be spilling it everywhere when he's dancing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we have a lot to get through this week, because Tom has a hard cut-off time. God damn it, Tom. Tom. He's got to go pick no, up Mumsy Ragsy. I got to pick up my mom for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Then put her back down again. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Ma. I'm picking up my mom for Christmas. Quality visit as always. My, how the roles have changed. Yeah. So this this week, we decided to compile our list of our 10 favorite games we played this year. A combination of both new games and retro games that we played for the show. But we did something different this year. <gasps> <gasps> We have no idea what's on each other's lists. In years past, we've started creating our lists in the back end of the website, and we'd always go in and peek at each other's garbage. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I mean, I'll be honest. If we had done that this year, I wouldn't have a clue how to do that anyway. Because I didn't give you a login. Because I still don't know if you're uh, <laughs> trustworthy. Or... I don't know if I'm worthy of that power. To be honest, I'd probably go in there and just fuck everything up. You might be an agent from Voldemort Towers playing the long <laughs> it's pretty, con. It's pretty shit, anyways. So I wouldn't <gasps> worry about it. You figured me out, Michael. What is your yes, real dear. name? Does it does it start with an S? <laughs> if I was going to come up with a fake name, I doubt I'd come up with Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never know. <laughs> oh, hey, guys, yes, I'm, Tiger, I'm Tiger Woods. <laughs> <laughs> Just call me Donald Trump. Could have at least gone with Richard. <laughs> Richard. Richard. We just call you Dick for short nice is it i think it's nice there's a lot of guys out there named dick you think dick is nice i'm sure there's perfectly <laughs> nice dicks out there <laughs> dick 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 enough of the dick jokes it. yeah man. <laughs> okay the charts getting a bit full yeah <laughs> it's about ready to flip to the next <laughs> side yeah the, the chart's completely full now like it's just it's gone <laughs> Edna's bought Bert a new blackboard. For She's now erasing ones from the beginning and just redrawing the line back on in a different color. It's just all over the restaurant now. Just on the counters and everything. <laughs> Why are there so many tallies? I don't know. I only came in here for a gosh darn cheeseburger and you're putting tallies on my face. Why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> Darlene, fetch the desert punting boat. We're leaving. <laughs> Actually, before we get into the list, is anybody doing anything fun for Christmas that we should talk about? Uh, I am keeping a close watch on my gran in case she falls over. Just put get her really, nice. really liquored up, put her next to the tree, and start recording. <laughs> yeah. Have you, gran, have you seen those presents over there? <laughs> have you... Uh, <laughs> Like, shook any of your presents yet, Dan, to see if any of them sound like a Nintendo Switch? Um, no, I haven't actually seen... My my mum and dad actually hide my presents until I go over. Oh, it's like you're six again. I'm all right. <laughs> That's amazing. Do you still think that Santa's real? My mother has, for, has for, honestly what? forbid me... Yes, I do, by the way. Uh, my mother has forbid me from going in the spare room where they're hidden. So they're so, not really hidden. No, but um, I don't. I don't want to know what I've got for Christmas. I like surprises. So, what are you gonna yes. do if you get a bunch of Switch games because your parents already thought you had a Switch? I will go out on Boxing Day and buy one myself. Like you should have done in March. <laughs> I like to be behind a bit. Ah, <laughs> I see. Well, I hope you get one because there's a lot of stuff you need to play. I know, right? I hope so. Will too. you replay Breath of the Wild on Switch if you get oh, it? Oh yeah, that, that that's on the list. Ah, oh, spoilers. <sighs> oh sh. Not, well, he doesn't know what ge- list. Not my game of the year list. My Christmas list. Oh. Uh, okay. Uh, too many lists going on. Too many lists. I confuse all the penis I joke. I should have clarified my list. Yes. Um, Mike, what are you doing for Christmas now? As a Working. as a married man. <laughs> Working most working. of it. <laughs> you said you weren't working. No, I'm not working Christmas Day, but mm. I won't be doing very much because I'm working Christmas Eve and Boxing Day. So I probably won't even. That's be where everybody goes out and get in fist fight, right? Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'm going to be 
<laughs> the sun comes up and everybody comes out in their box. You know, oh, <laughs> put him on. Don't you get me who I am? Yeah. Fucking Mike Tyson. Ben Brawl. Don't you know what I got for Christmas? I got some fucking boxing gloves, you cunt. <laughs> All right, Nemi. What did you get for Christmas? <laughs> boxing gloves? I'd go for a bare knuckle brawl, you slick. <laughs> England on the 26th is just chaos. <laughs> That's my birthday as well, so it's just hell on. <laughs> the day that Dan was born, as soon as he came came out of the womb, they just boxed him in the face. <laughs> yeah, it's like the purge on That's the 26th. What, That's what happened to me, Mike. <laughs> is that why you bang your head on the ceiling to like, yes, just remind you of that first moment in life? <laughs> but uh, it'll be a quiet one at um, Hazel's mum's to uh, answer your question, and I'll be driving us back, so I won't even be drinking. So, ooh, wap wap. Sounds like zero amount of fun. Mm, nah, it'll be all right. I'm 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 not big into Christmas anyway, so you don't really? say. Really, <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> Literally, right? Mike's Facebook for the last month. Has just been him mourning about Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Your favorite day of the year is probably the 26th of December because it's like, all right, we're as far away from Christmas as we can get. Mike hates Christmas so much that he will overanalyze Christmas songs to find the (laughs) hidden the hidden meanings just to ruin them. (laughs) We saw them, Mike. We saw them. (laughs) Mike, what are you going to do when you have kids? Um. Just be surly in the um, corner. Probably give them nothing. <laughs> Here's a sausage. Mike. Did he disappear? Hello. Mike. Christmas killed yeah. him. He's he just <laughs> too much Christmas. <laughs> He's just seething. Killed him. <laughs> He's furious. You might get and plug the Ethernet cable in up <laughs> Oh god. Could you no, imagine? Did- all Mike. of you went full robot, which I'm guessing is my fault. But all of you went full robot. <laughs> and I, yeah. I said, I said I'll be surly in the corner, and then I heard nothing. I just heard Eric go sausage, and then it went quiet again. <laughs> Standard. <laughs> Pretty sure that's you. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it was just completely quiet, and then just got sausage. Well, I mean, sausages are good. He actually so did that when I sh- he actually did that when I shared a room with him in Lincoln in the middle <laughs> of the night. Woke <laughs> up sausage, <clears throat> and then I farted. Just rolled, just rolled over in his sleep and went sausage. So what? What did you guys say to me? Nothing, nothing oh, okay. at all. We're I just, said sausage. We're just, we're just generally mocking you about Christmas, really. Oh, okay. I asked what you're going to do when you have kids. Oh yeah, and I said I'll be surly in the corner. Yeah. I'll put like a fake glasses and fake moustache and a fake smile on my face and then just sleep. <laughs> just drink yourself into a stupor. <laughs> exactly. Man, you're going to be a grouchy old kid. <laughs> <laughs> Leave daddy alone, he's having his medicine. <laughs> I fucking hate Christmas. <laughs> Yambo, what about you? Uh, I'll just be up the road at my brother's with my mum as well. Yeah. I'll be, it, it's pretty low-key this year. Yeah, low-key. But I won't have to do any cooking because I did all the cooking last year. So I'm pretty excited about that. We're finally staying in town for Christmas. My dad flew in and we're just staying home. 
Nice. Oh, nice. We usually travel back to Wisconsin or down to Tucson, and I just can't be bothered with traveling. Mm. I mm-hmm. usually I go over I go over my mom and dad's, and Crystal goes over her mom and dad's, and then I'll go over Crystal's mom's on the night because my parents just fall asleep. Whereas Crystal's mom dad play daft party games and things, so it's easier just to split apart. Yeah. Wait, you don't mm-hmm. spend Christmas together? No. What? Yeah, because it's just easier because then I could go to my family and then they don't have to feel left out and then Crystal goes to her family. I see her every day. I can cope without her. You sure? Yes, I'm certain. Hmm. <laughs> I guess when we lived in, in Wisconsin, our families would do... My family always did their stuff on Christmas Eve and her family always did stuff Christmas Day, so it was never really an issue. Ah, uh, I see. Yes. Yes. Gentlemen, should we get to our lists? Mm, quite. Quite. Yes. All right, so here's how we're going to do this. We're going to work from the bottom to the top. Um, oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. What, what order do we want to go in for who reveals first? I don't mind. I don't care. Okay, well, we'll figure that out. But if you have something on your list that is... If you have that same game on your list higher, we will wait and talk about that game later. So if my number 10 is your number 3, we'll wait and talk about it till then. Excellent. Doke. Makes sense. Mm. Right, I'm so confused. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the yes, medications. I just went into the medicine cabinet, poured a bunch of pills into my hand, and went, all right, hope I feel better. <laughs> it's the American way. <laughs> I'm seeing purple. <laughs> oh, Shoot the pills into your poop, throat poop. with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. All right, number 10. Let's start off with Tom. What do you got, number 10? Oh, good Lord. Yeah, see, three uh, on the spot. Is your list done? Yeah, it is done. You it sure? is. It is. It's it's it got locked in last night. I guess before we do this, this year was really tough. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I messaged you guys earlier saying we played some right shite this year, didn't we? I mean I have I had like forty games that I had to weed through to pick out my top ten, and even then I made one substitution five minutes before the show started today. Ah, I was surprised by how little I've actually played this year. <gasps> no. Good lord. Yeah. Getting old sucks. <laughs> All right, Tom, let's hear it. Number 10. Uh, so my number 10 is a game called Late Shift on the PS4. Late and Shift? Never. Late Shift. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, it's actually not a particularly good game. Um, well, you're doing well, Tom. So... <laughs> <laughs> it- <laughs> It it's really the top games of the year, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Tom only played ten games, so he had to put one in the yeah. <laughs> No, it, it's like I think it's good, but I think critically it's not a particularly a game, but I just I enjoyed it because it's a very specific uh genre that I enjoy playing. It's kinda um, like Wing Commander on the PS1, isn't it, where it's done with live action? Yeah, exactly. Or indeed like Night Trap. I mean Ooh. Yeah. For all Night intents and purposes, Trap. it's an FMV game. But with much higher production than I've seen in any other uh, interactive movie title that I've played before, um, 
it's set in london and you you kind of you play this guy who works in a, a multi-story car park and just finds himself in this uh situation where he's caught up in a uh like a some criminal activity that's just he just happens to stumble into and uh it's one of those games where you're making various decisions and then scenes play out the way you decide and okay you know you're not you're you're kind of driving the story and there are lots of different scenes to see and different endings and stuff like that the whole game is about 45 minutes long to an hour um but then you can play through again and see almost an entirely different movie yeah it sounds like Um, it has a lot of replay value to it yeah definitely i mean the script is full of holes some of the acting is pretty bad and it must cost a lot to have a good cast write it well produce it edit it Mm. and not make it look totally shit (laughs) um but it it could actually pass as a as a like a solid british movie in my opinion and yeah like i said it's not actually an especially good game but i kind of applaud it for trying something new and being quite brave yeah. because it it does well to merge film with interaction in a way i've not seen before i've so, kind of gone i've yeah. kind of gone off those narrative driven kind of games like telltale games i can't do them anymore yeah i kind of I burned just... out with that whole telltale push last year yeah i can understand that i um I think I just, it's. I just. I'm just sitting there, just going. I want to do some action. <laughs> it is getting action. a bit sat. It is getting a bit saturated with the Telltale stuff. Like there's just a lot going on now. There's so many franchises, and then the quality kind of dips a bit. When well, it's that whole beat that the dead money. horse type thing. You know, we'll just keep beating it until yeah. it stops spitting out money. Yeah. Well, didn't Telltale just like lay off a load of people as well? Yeah, they did. Apparently, they're a pretty horrible company to work for. They. they yeah. They're pretty bad to the game devs, and they won't rebuild their engine because and oh, their engine is re- really shit. Um, like all their Vita games run terribly. Um, but yeah, it. Yeah, I I just felt like it was uh, it had to make my list, and it wasn't it wasn't amazing, but it's just um, it kind of stuck out this year, and I played it with my brother and my mum as well. It was back in January, and they we were all together making the decisions, and so. It kind of has that. That's why I do uh, like those narratives, the, those narrative-driven games. I played through all of the Telltale games with Christy, and it was just kind of one of those neat bonding experiences because while well, she does really enjoy watching pretty much any game, for her to actually be able to interact with it and be a part of it was good as well. Yeah. You, you know, you can yeah, give definitely. her a controller, right? Not on single-player games, <laughs> Dan. <laughs> do you guys, it, it kind of flew under the radar a bit, but did you guys hear about that Planet of the Apes um, game? No. Similar. It's like the, it's like the Telltale um, games where you make decisions and stuff, but it's PlayLink, so you use your mobile and like f- I think it's four of you can play at once and you kind of vote on the decisions. And ah uh, yes, apparently it's yeah. actually pretty good. But huh. yeah, I did hear about that I one. I haven't played it. No, me neither. But yeah, that's uh, that's my number ten. How how much was that, Tom? It that was sounds quite interesting. Yeah, I I got it. I I weirdly the first time ever I've done this, I digitally pre-ordered it through PSN for eight quid. I think mm. it's the same price. It's twelve fifty um, on the PSN store right now. Oh, in in dollars. Yeah, dollar reduced. Yeah, so I think it's like eight or nine quid. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. Um, no, it's 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 worth a go and like a small indie game with a lot with a big with very a lot of ambition. Tom coming out strong with the obscure titles. <laughs> Classic Tom. Boy, always. Daniel, what's number ten on your list? 
Um, slightly less obscure. Final Fantasy VII. Yes! <laughs> that low? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, played it, I've played it a million times. Everybody Woo! knows I love it. I don't have to talk about it. It's... Well, I'll let you know that I have it higher on my list. Ah. So, so we can we, we can talk wait. About it later. Later. <laughs> Mr. Mike. It's just it's just oh, from sheer the amount of times I've played it, I still love it. It's still a great game. I had fun with it, but I played it loads. So Mike, what's ten on yours? Right, so number ten for me is Final Fantasy Seven <laughs> and Eight. <laughs> <laughs> That's two games, Mike. You've I know, no, 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 it was a draw, though. <laughs> like, I understand that, and I understand it's kind of cheating, but um, obviously we'll talk about Final Fantasy VII when we get to Eric's part of the list, but both of them kind of a bit sentimental now for me, especially in regards to the show, because Final Fantasy VIII, you know, I discovered the show through Aww. finding your Final Fantasy VIII shows, mm. which obviously was a completely different show to it is now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, that actually made me discover Factory Sealed. Um, plus, I haven't played it for years, and it was nice to see that, you know, it wasn't just rose-tinted glasses, and it was still as amazing as I first thought it was. Um, the better game. Yeah, so I couldn't decide which one to, to put there, so I cheated and put them both at number 10. Final mm-hmm. Fantasy VII was the shows when we officially adopted you as well, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously don't want to go too far into Final Fantasy VII, but, you know, that... When I came on to do the Earthworm Gin shows, and then, you know, a couple of weeks later when you guys were doing Final Fantasy VII, Eric messaged me and was like, well, do you want to come and talk some Final Fantasy VII? I was like, fuck yeah! I was well excited. So, yeah, there's a bit of sentimentality with it, but that's why they're on there. Plus, they're amazing anyway. Sorry, my kids are are upstairs uh, having a grand old time. time that was. Uh, number 10 is where I made my last minute substitution. I've actually been ah. cycling three things through here. Um, <clears throat> I initially had, well, actually, no, I'm not going to say the, the one that I ditched out, but I initially had just PlayStation VR on here because what was it? Barbie supermodel. The one you switched that's out. Not, that's not a game, Eric. Well, Dan, look, if you'd let me explain, <laughs> it plays games. <laughs> it's top games of the year. It's not hardware of the year. Yeah, but it's games for the hardware. And that's why I ultimately pulled it out. Because uh, I picked up a, a PSVR. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I picked up a PSVR a few weeks ago. Um, I kind of alluded to this on the uh, on the the community where there was a week period where Target just had a bunch of crap mismarked, and I took full advantage of it. They had a PS4 mismarked, um, and then they had an extra discount. Plus, if you have a red card, you get another discount. So I got... Um, the one terabyte system with Battlefront 2 for $198 instead of the 350 or something like that that it was Wait, supposed you got, to be. You got new PS4 as well? Uh, for a gift for someone. Oh. And then oh. the PSVR, I just, I saw the Gran Turismo bundle and it kind of piqued my interest. Like, I really want to start getting into VR and went to Target to buy it. And then above it, I saw they had the Skyrim bundle for. Two ninety nine. Like, well, if I get the Grand Tourism bundle, I'm going to need the PlayStation Move controllers for an extra fifty dollars each. So maybe I'll just buy this one. It's a hundred dollars more. Well, they had it mismarked. It was supposed to be four forty nine, and they had it mismarked down to three ninety nine or uh, two ninety nine. Surprised they honor that. 
it was on the tag, so they had to honor it. It, it. They immediately pulled that tag off. I'm like, well, I'm going to make you guys honor this because it was advertised as such. There's actually laws about that. Mm-hmm. So I picked that up and just playing through um, all of the games that I currently had that supported VR, it's really shown me that VR, it has a future in gaming. After playing through uh, a good chunk of Resident Evil 7, once you can get over the motion sickness aspect of it, it's really neat how many um, ways they give you to adjust your comfort level from full smooth transitions, like you're actually just controlling the camera to adjusted increments, like 15 or 30 degrees. Um, they can put up barriers so that you you have something to focus on instead of the game world. It, it It's fully custom, customizable for your, your level of comfort. But once you take all that away and get used to it, it's wildly engrossing uh, to the point where my dad's never played it before and I put him on uh, Rush of Blood the other night and he play- He was in there for an hour and a half just playing. I mean, how much did it blow my mind when we were down in Lincoln? Yeah. It was insane. <laughs> just just on the title <laughs> screen of Farpoint. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. it was just... It was... Oh, I can touch it! Oh, it's like I'm in there! But it, playing... was, though, oh, it was just... It was just it's one of those landmark moments in gaming where you're like, I could see the future. <laughs> you know, the, it's uh, just... Go ahead, Tom. I was going to say the uh, the full body Star Wars VR experience I went to would absolutely oh, blow God, your yeah. tits off. Yeah, see, and that's where <laughs> the PSVR kind of stumbles because I've played on the HTC Vive where you have full 360 degree walking around because there's a camera behind you. Um, yeah, a game, for example, Fantastic Contraption, still one of the best PSVR games you can get to show people how immersive it is. Um, as soon as you turn around, it breaks connection. So that's it's a little disjointing there. But I took that off my list because I realized I I didn't complete fully any PSVR game. So I substituted it with Nio. Oh, oh, interesting! Cool. Yes. I forgot about that game. I yeah, had I got about halfway through it and forgot about it, unfortunately. I had two. Um, it was an interesting game when it came out because it was very hard to find. Nobody really knew what it was, and it, it kind of reminded me of when Demon's Souls first came out. Um, yeah, It was this game that you needed to play, but it was impossible to find, and nobody was talking about it. And then I remember this because you could find it everywhere here, and you were trying to find it, and yeah, I had yeah. it already. Yeah, it took me forever yeah. to find, and then I found it. I'm like, this is, this is obviously a Demon Souls, Dark Souls ripoff, but it's done well, and it stands on its own two feet. And they took the core concept of you're going to die, but it's still fair, and they expanded it into um, this game that had such deep levels of customization and alchemy and creating items. Um, but I lost interest halfway through. I just could not bring myself to beat it. I and don't it's... know why I lost interest as well, but I really enjoyed my time with it. I enjoyed the different fighting stances and things. And yeah, that's, up your attacks. that's what really, really cool. drew me into it, is that you could customize your character in so many different ways and all the different items that you could have. If you had swords or spears or you had the chain and then you had the different stances that would do different power levels... It was yeah. super you know, grossing. You know Plus, it was feudal been, Japan. You know, this game has been in development for about twelve years, and it's went through like development hell and things, and oh finally came out. It's been through. I think there've been about three different versions of it over the years. Huh. I did not know, I that. know that. I only found that out the other day. There was an article about it. What's th- there's a there's a game coming out for PS4 next year that's set in feudal Japan, and I cannot think of the name of it. 
Ghost of Tsushima. That's what it is. That game looks so oh. sweet. Made by Sucker Punch, who made Infamous. I just oh, think wow. that there are so few games that have that have tackled feudal Japan. Uh, the last one I can I'm actually honestly so think of was Animusha. I'm so surprised Assassin's Creed hasn't done it yet. They will. Yeah. They will. Wait till Assassin's Creed goes into the future. 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 And so, then, gets a gri- then gets a gritty World War II reboot. Yes. <laughs> huh. Wow. Number 10's on the list. Eric. Yeah, see, I'd, I'd completely forgotten about it, and I was sitting there sifting through my games, and I went, I gotta put this on there. Yeah. It's, if you do enjoy the Souls games, it's worth at least checking out. Yeah, I still want to get it one day. I need to get around to it. It should be Backlog. pretty cheap. <laughs> Throw it on the pile, Jeeves. <laughs> Sir, it's unstable. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it on the pile and burn it. Uh, good choice should we move on to number nine yes yes thomas what's your number nine um my number nine is a game called the beginner's guide have you guys heard of that one obviously no No. (laughs) sensing a theme here okay um it'll be all of tom's lists it's like um it's it's another walking simulator type game and uh Tom, you love these. It's I do, I do. <laughs> a game, not when, a game. When he's walking on the game, he has Jeeves move his legs for him so he can simulate walking. <laughs> <laughs> I just love walking around, basically, <laughs> going for walks. Um, Is it because when you're out in London, you can't actually look up? So yeah, when you're in the games, you can I like the open spaces. <laughs> That's why VR is so compelling to me. <laughs> Take me away. Um. <laughs> No, this is a really, really interesting game, it, and it, I don't want to give too much away because I actually think anyone who hasn't played it should give it a bit of time. It's only about an hour and a half long, if that. Um, but it's it's narrated the whole time by the guy who's developed the game, and you're kind of navigating your way through uh, a bunch of incomplete levels made by another developer who's like a... I think he's like a mate of his, and they're all weird like there's no textures there's uh some bits that don't work but they all have really nice ideas and interesting mechanics so it's like a whole different slew of levels that are unrelated to each other but just different worlds and settings and you're being uh, like the narrator just keeps going as you work your way through the game trying to understand how these games have been built and where as you progress he he starts to attach some meaning to what the developer's trying to do. And so it's kind of a commentary on game developers and their relationships to players. And there's like a really amazing moment that I just really don't want to give away, to be honest, towards the end of the game. And so, and uh, it, it all kind of comes to a head. And, you know, ultimately this developer who's been creating these small pieces that this other guy has been putting into his own game is kind of saying to him, look, can you stop taking all of my ideas and putting them into this, into your own game and trying to make sense of them? I'm just the game developer who's trying to just have a go in my bedroom making some making something different. And so there's this kind of struggle between these two real-life people, but it's projected in a game environment. It's just a really cool game. It's a really interesting, yeah. Question. So go for it. How the hell do you find these? 
Um, various, uh, just Kotaku articles and the occasional podcast where I just hear hear about oh. them. I mean, I feel like but... you and I are generally on the same wavelength about games and things that I've heard you've yeah. typically heard about, but I've never heard of this, and it sounds awesome. What did I, you say it's, it's called, Tom? It's really good. It's called The Beginner's Guide. Um, it's another one of those games you can pick up for less than a fiver on Steam, and it will you can complete it in one sitting. I just I love playing games like that. It's because I you know you know how it is. We don't always get a lot of time, but um, this is the sort of game where anybody can just jump in and and finish it and have a good experience. So yeah, it's my number nine. Nice choice. Hopefully somebody <laughs> else is that on Steam. You said. It's on Steam, GOG, uh, all those lovely PC stores. I'll have to check that one out. Add it to the backlog. (laughs) Daniel, your number nine. Hello. My number nine stars a lovely little monster called Nemi, and it's Resident Evil 3. Oh, shit. A horror game on Dan's list? (laughs) Second year in a row, I believe. We played both Resident Evil 2 and 3 this year, didn't we? Yes, we did. Neither oh, of them made it, my they cut. Pretty much, they were pretty much back-to-back. But this yeah. marks the first time I've actually played through Resident Evil to completion. and I, Really? I really liked Resident Evil 3. I enjoyed the whole nemesis aspect where he's chasing you and things. But I just... I had to add this because I have such fond memories of that episode where we did it <laughs> and just how ridiculous it got with Nemi turned into Roddy Pickering and things and it just <laughs> sorting in the mail room. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Storms. <laughs> Sword. <laughs> I'm proud of you though cuz you you were pretty vehemently against horror games. I know I turned a corner with Silent Hill I think. I think you so, did. Yeah. Silent Hill 2 uh, really helped you over that hurdle. Yeah. Well, Silent Hill 3 was a pile of hot garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I agree. Resident Evil 3 is one of the uh, best Resident Evils for a variety of reasons. If you had any sentimental value with Resident Evil 2, you're revisiting a lot of those same locations. Mm. Um, yeah, that's true. But so I'm, going, I'm going into it without the nostalgia aspect as well, so I can still see that it was a very good game. They do such a good that. job building up that tension, though, of of when is Nemi going to pop out, but they don't oh, overdo it. Terrifying. It could have been a feature that they just threw in constantly where he's chasing you. It's like, okay, this is starting to get old, but they did it so sporadically. Yeah. Was, but made you feel like it was going to happen more often. Yeah, I I enjoyed Resident Evil 2, but I enjoyed this one more. 2 is one of those that you have to spend a lot more time with, and you have to play through both the A and the B campaigns of both characters. Oh, oh yeah. 2 is two is a bit of a nostalgia trip as well. I mean, I, I obviously wasn't on the show when you guys did Resident Evil 2 and 3, um, but they're big games for me from when I was younger, and... Three is probably the easy get if you're not that familiar with Resident Evil or you've you've not played them so extensively. Three is the better game, but Resident Evil Two for a lot of people, me included, is that massive nostalgia trip. Yep. Yeah, I remember yeah, okay. convincing my dad that. to go to the store and buy it for me because they wouldn't sell it to me. So I gave him all of my money that I had saved up, and I didn't think he was actually going to do it. And he came back. He's like, "Here you go. You've earned this." And he gave me the game plus all my money back. I'm like, oh, oh man. Yeah. What a so, hero. I know. Top dad. I know. 
but yeah, it's <laughs> three is is definitely more linear. It's more approachable, uh, but it d- still does a good job of capturing that Resident Evil uh, formula. Which yeah. segue to Resident Evil Seven real quick. I've been playing a bit more of that. Um, I started playing it in VR, which is wildly terrifying. I don't generally I'm get spooked. So. I don't generally get spooked too easily, but to be <laughs> in first person and did did any of you play the demo? Yeah. Yes. So the 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 game pretty much starts out right then and there, where you're walking into this old dilapidated house, and just doing that in first person, where you're able to you're playing with a controller and you can walk around. Your head obviously moves the camera a little bit, but you can use the right joystick to move the camera around. So you have full locomotion inside this game, and you put headphones on, and it passes full. 3d audio so you hear these crow these creaks and these moans and these groans from the house around you and it's just wildly terrifying sound trouser time but they've done such (laughs) like it's it's amazing how the resident evil formula transfers to first person it's still that you have to investigate every area and pick up certain items and and solve these puzzles that that fit that traditional resident evil formula so i think I'm still only about two hours into it, but... Um, and that's as far as you'll ever get. I can't play it in VR anymore, to be honest. Not because the VR is bad. It's just... It's terrifying. I imagine it is pretty bad. I put my mom into it to play for a little bit, and it got to a point she's like, nope, can't do it, done, nope. Because she got down wow. into this sewer, and she saw this gr- the, this this cage with somebody behind the cage and there's just these noises she's like nope i'm done i can't do this anymore like See, her... i wouldn't even get, i wouldn't even get in the house so you know it's, she's done well. it's really cool resident evil 7 is a a true testament to vr being able to survive a wider yeah. variety of genres because i thought for the longest time vr would just have to exist on things like rush of blood where you're sitting there and it's moving you around it's experiences isn't it that yeah. is Resident Evil 7 is one of those exceptions where it's an actual game where the idea is to stay in it for a long amount, of, you know, for an extended amount of time if you can handle it. And a lot of other VR games, quote unquote, um, you know, they're, they're just experiences, you know, half hour, hour experiences. If it's going to survive, it needs more games like Resident Evil. Yep. I wonder if anybody will ever finish Skyrim in VR. It's so bad. Is it really bad? <laughs> it's really bad. Oh, shit. I mean, I don't mean to segue away from the list, but um, if you want to use the motion controllers, you have to use the teleport mechanic, meaning that you hold a button, aim to where you want to move, let go, you teleport to it. It doesn't make for very fluid combat because a lot of the combat you have to to move forward and backward to dodge around things. It's not very fluid. And then if you use the controller, it's a little bit more uh, approachable. They need a move controller with an analog stick on it. Yeah. That's what they need. Yeah, mm. I just Wait, they I, they, didn't they release those? There was the other controller you could get with the move. Yeah, for the PS3, but not PS4. PS3. Yeah, yeah, but it, it, it's strange that they haven't added that support. Which is odd because the the aim controller has that has joystick on there. Yeah, it does. Oh, nice. Uh, Dan, that was yours. Mike, what's mine. your number nine? My number nine. Um, it's. Partly in the same reasonings as Final Fantasy VII and VIII, um, but Earthworm Jim. Oh, okay. Ah, um, I enjoyed again, that. Again, sentimentality, because that was 
where I joined the well, I'd say I joined the show. I came on what was supposed to be a one-time experience, and thinking back to how ridiculous that show was as well, you know, the <laughs> just moments introduction Instant, of jives, into jives. <laughs> yeah, the fucking brown ballerina, <laughs> all that stuff. Oh, the but, brown ballerina! Forgot all that. But you know, just not only that. I mean, there's a sentimentality there um, that was important for me this year to to end up, you know made me end up on the show full time um but also it reminded me of how fantastic the earthworm gym games and you know subsequent series and universe is and was um i rented this game so many times as a kid and i absolutely loved it um the I'd only like version to of see it i played in recent years was the hd version so it was nice to go back to the old version and see that actually it really held up um it just good memories from when I was a kid, and it brought. It I all did. Back. I did have fun with these as well. Actually, I, yeah, they were quite difficult, but I had fun. I'd like to see them do a, a rebuild, like they've done with Crash or with um, uh, Oddworld games and Sonic. Well, that's what they did on the PS3 with the first one. Yeah, they did. Oh yeah, that's right. That's what I played it on. I forgot that. I um, really like. I will really want to find out more info about the new Abe game which is coming because they announced it ages ago oh. and said nothing. Oh, it's Abe's Exodus they're doing this time, isn't it? Yeah, I hope kind so. of, and they're kind of. Re- it's called Oddworld Soulstorm, and it's kind of. It is based on Abe's Exodus, I think, but it's kind of its own game as well. Okay, because New and Tasty was fantastic. It was so good. I mean, I still think the originals hold up, so. New and Tasty was good because it was a full actual remake. They took a lot of time over that. And I think they built it in the Unity engine as well. Which is pretty sweet. Yours. 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 My number nine. Uncharted Lost Legacy. Ooh. Ooh. So oh, yes. Uh, I have that in my list too. A little higher though, right? <laughs> just a little. Just a little. Ooh, okay, we'll save it for that. Tom, number eight. Uh, Uncharted, The Lost Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> I was so hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> That's my number eight. Yeah. So oh. we can talk about that. We can talk about it. I was um, a little skeptical about this game at first. Yeah. I think it was, was too. Were. That's why I've never bought it. It was supposed to just be a DLC that they expanded. And the initial drop-in where they're just like, okay, here's your big open world. Like, well, this isn't going to be a whole lot. And then you get outside of that open world and start delving into these the these ruins and and you really see that they've put enough... They've put as much time into making this game as good as all of the other Uncharted's and, and the character interaction between Nadine and Chloe is just... It's top-notch. Plus, yeah. it's Chloe in it, Eric. I know. <laughs> yeah, people complained that it was just more Uncharted, but I found it hard to see a negative in that because it was another Uncharted 4 campaign, seven hours long. Uh, I picked it up for about 20 quid as well. And um, I think it's important... You can't argue with that, can you? I think it's no. important to note that the best feature of any Uncharted games to date has been the train scene from Uncharted 2. Yes. I didn't think yeah. they'd be able to top that, but I... Oh yeah, I think they came damn close in in Lost Legacy. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. It, I need to get um, out of it at some point. I left that yeah. game. I left that game and went. 
okay, that game is just as good as two. Yeah, it was really good. I and just like Chloe's story needed to be told because she was kind of left out. She's such and an I'm, interesting yeah, character. Yeah, and I was also glad that we got a more fleshed out Nadine t- as well. And um, you, the game's like mostly set. I think it's like in India, and there's just a lot of high energy scenes of emotion and danger but just if it has that blockbuster feel to it but also set pieces too are just incredible like the very first time you drop down into the the first ruin and the camera pans back and you just see this little speck of chloe uh repelling down this rope with these ancient indian ruins around her it's it's so good it's gorgeous uncharted 4 consistently blew my mind when i was playing through that so more the same is always good you will really like Lost Legacy. It's a stellar I game. I can't wait to see what they do with The Last of Us 2. Well, I think it also proves that yeah. Uncharted can stand without Nathan Drake. Yeah, absolutely. Which was, yeah, I'm really glad it, they pulled it off. Dan, you're number eight. Number eight is Crash Bandicoot, the Ensign Trilogy. Ooh, oh. I expected that to be higher on your list. No, I, I very much liked it but I've played better things this year. It was a fantastic remaster of three very good games from the past, though. It really was. Kind of kind of, kind of warts and all. Crash 1, still rock hard. Crash 2 and 3, probably the better games, to be honest. Such a bargain just, as well, those three titles for the price they I released know. it. At. It was just... I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was, you know? I thought it would just kind of be... But they built everything from scratch. And that's what was impressive. Yeah. I like how they still kept a lot of the the issues with the game where the jump detection, um, you'd have to be spot on with where it lands because it wouldn't just give you the land. No, but that was actually slightly different than the original because that's why it kind of had the physics of three throughout the games, whereas one had slightly different physics. And that's why I think it was hard. Um, I even actually got the released... Um, a level called Stormy Ascent, which has never been released before, and it was like the hardest level ever devised by the Crash Bandicoot devs. And I actually even played through and beat that because I loved it so much. That's the the DLC one. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And it was it released was free. for free briefly. It was free, yes. And then they took it down. So if you didn't get it at that time, can you get it now? I think you have to pay you for it now. Pay for oh. it now. Yeah, it's still worth it. It's cool. Mike, you're number eight. So nice, Manaya. Me oh, that's, too. That's higher on mine, guys. I thought it would be. <laughs> Dan, I think it's important to note that there is a Sonic game on my list. Excellent. Oh, nice. Yeah, you probably I'm never thought that day would have come. Now we no. just need to get a Mega Man game on your list. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What about Mega Man? Let me tell you about Mega Man. I didn't think I was going to enjoy this game as much as I did. We can't talk about it yet. We can't talk about it yet. Oh, shit. Oh, who's got it higher? Who Me. do you think? Oh. It's probably Dan. Oh. One, two, three, and four. <laughs> uh, okay, nice. Tom, number seven. Uh, Emily is away, too. <gasps> yeah. Hey, Tom, guess yep. what? It's higher? It's higher on my list. Nice. We'll talk oh. about it later then. We'll talk about it later. Uh, Dan, number seven. Wait, did you know, do your number eight? I did. It was Sonic Mania. Oh, yes, of course. Um, well, my number seven is a bit of an obscure one. It's Streets of Rage Remake. 
<laughs> wow. That is random. An unofficial remake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I I know, right? But I, I've said it a few times on the show. I love this game so much. I, it's one of these ones I can just go and play like at any random time. And it's just... It is better than the original Streets of Rage. If they did this with the Sonic Mania treatment, it would be fantastic. This is the one that got uh, got pulled, right? You can't download yeah, it anymore? Basically, basically these people, uh, fans of Streets of Rage, made an entire game with branching paths, loads of characters, a progression system, and a branching storyline and everything. And then it completely finished, released, and then it was pulled. Ugh. Straight Crazy. away by Sega. So I'm kind of hoping, like, behind the scenes secretly that they are making this. Or they just hired those people to do it. Yeah, because it was great, honestly. And I, I, it's very hard to get a hold of, but I managed to grab it before it was pulled. And it, like I say, it's just one of them games I could jump back into at any time. It's a full game, right? Blast. It's a full game, but because basically at the start, you have four branching paths you can go through. So you can start in different places, and then the storyline will progress, and the levels you play through will be completely different. Huh. So that does sound cool. And it has everything. It has the co-op. It has extra characters that weren't in the original Streets of Rage. It has cheats. It has, it has even it comes with something called Streets of Rage Maker, which I've never dabbled with, where you can make your own levels. Wow. It's kind of like uh, Mega Man Maker, then, where you can oh, make all your own Mega. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to get you that t-shirt that says, let me tell you about Mega Man. Yes. I mean, come on. <laughs> let me tell you about Yeah, slight, slightly obscure pick from me, but I was racking my brains while I played this year, and I was like, you know what? That deserves a mention, because it is so good. I like good. it. Yeah, fair. That's a, You've been talking about one. it enough. I know. I, I think people yeah. need to listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> For once. <gasps> nah. Nah. Mike, what's your number seven? Okay, this is definitely going to be higher on someone else's list, and Ooh. I'm probably going to get absolutely killed for having it this low. If it's but Breath of the Wild, I'm killing you. <laughs> when we eventually talk about it, I do have my reasons, but Mario Odyssey. Okay, oh. fair enough. Wow. Mine's higher, higher on, on the list. list. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, yeah. me too. But I have my reasons. No, I'm curious to hear what they are, because I could probably agree with them. Uh, my number seven, Golf Story on the Switch. No, you oh, love golf story. That's higher on mine. Oh man, oh. I'm proud of you, Yambo. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, yeah, definitely higher. It's not that, number that, six, is it? Definitely. Let's see which number. <laughs> Tom, what's your number six? <laughs> ha- Let me have a look. Oh, it's Golf Story. <laughs> <laughs> We did not plan that. <laughs> no, not at all. What not a fantastic game. Love Golf Story. Really cool. I picked that up to start playing on the airplane over to London. Didn't play any of it until I actually got there. And Tom and I sat down to play. We're like, this game is stellar. Yeah. What, really an, good. what an odd combination. It's like, let's make an RPG about golf. I mean, I know Mario Golf has done it before, but... Despite its yeah. title, this game didn't really have a whole lot of golfing in it. No, not really. <laughs> uh, there's just loads of weird challenges. Uh, there even has, as well as a bit of golfing, there's also frisbee throwing and uh, a few other random f- mini games to play. 
Frolf, yeah. yeah frisbee golf, Frolf. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think most yeah. importantly, it has a properly posh geriatric rap battle. Oh, yeah. The writing is incredible. That's what kind of kept me playing. It's so funny. Um, yeah. I mean, it kind of... It, yeah. it, it's aware of itself and how ridiculous golf as a sport truly is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, totally. It's one of those Switch games that I just couldn't put down. Yeah, it's you, I'm going to have to pick up, isn't it? It yeah, is, definitely. Dan. It's, well, it's, it's so interesting how they've... how they managed to implement traditional RPG elements into a golfing game. So every time you level up, you get to... Um, add points to different stats and the one mechanic that made it different is that every time you add a stat to one it decreases another by a certain percentage so if you wanted to level everything up it took more points so if you put it on power it would reduce your accuracy uh, recovery and impact but if you did your accuracy recovery and impact it wouldn't affect your power so power You'd be able to hit it further, but you wouldn't have any of the other stuff, which is pretty similar in golf because the harder you hit it, the more finesse you have with where you're going to hit it. So it was, it was true to life in that, but it was really kind of an interesting balancing act of how do I want to be able to hit this shot? And then you have different clubs you can upgrade, and and just it's such a neat game. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I can't believe that happened twice, though, you guys. <laughs> Tom having the next one. I know, one. that is ridiculous. I, I just remember, because Eric got it first, and he was playing it at my flat, and I was just kind of watching and thinking, yeah, I might have to jump into this. So it was quite, it was a good entry point, sort of between mm. 10 and 15 pounds. Yeah. Um, And perfect on the go. And it, yeah, just, it works brilliantly on the Switch. I don't even think you can get it on any other platform at the I moment. I think it's Switch only. Yeah, so... Really cool. Music is fantastic. Really well the, as well. the different courses are really engaging. Yeah. Um, it has a yeah. little bit of that Hot Shots golf feel to it. It's not overly complex. It, you know, it's no. just your standard three button golf swing. But you can make it a lot more complex if you want to with with shaping different shots. It's it's really cool. If you have a switch and you're looking for a fun RPG, definitely worth it. Absolutely, Dan. What's your give it a go, Dan? What's your number six? My number six is Nier Automata. Ooh. Ooh. Stupidly named game, but brilliant. <laughs> Seriously, one of the fantastic. It's like nothing else. It's it's just, um, I don't know. It's just, it's got, again, it's got this kind of bizarre branching narrative about androids and things. And it's just... It's kind of like a hack and slash game, but it's just... It's one of them games you have to experience for yourself to understand how good it is. I almost picked that up on Black Friday. It was like 25 bucks, but... I think you'd really like it. Just like I'd like Persona? Correct. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, I can't really say much about Nia. It's one of them... Like I say, it's one of them you have to play. So. I, I've been meaning to get around to that because it just looks really really interesting and i know almost nothing about it apart from it's been spoken about a lot online it's just it's a yeah. bit like a bit like nio and to some extent persona yeah it gets um, a lot of love and rightly so yeah it's nice kind of a sleeper hit 
Mm-hmm. So, Mike, your number six. And number six is uh, South Park: The Stick of Truth. Ah, oh, excellent. Oh. Which I've, oh. I've only just started playing literally a couple of weeks ago, but I am fucking loving it. It is so funny. I just, you know, I've, 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 my interest has waned a little bit on the past couple of seasons, but I've always been a big South Park fan, and me and Hazel watch a lot of South Park together as well. And just playing through this game, just the writing, the references, the Easter eggs, like, I find myself laughing all the time. I played um, the demo of the new one. I haven't played the Stick of Truth, but I played the demo of the new one, and I laughed my head off. It, it does a lot so of fan funny. service. It's yeah. really aware of its fans. I, I picked it up for six them. pounds from CEX as well, and that's been just been an absolute bargain. I was wow. at uh, E3 the year that they uh, announced that game, and and Kevin and I were there and went in, and uh, they had a little theater. You couldn't play it, but they had a theater showing of it. God, it was funny. Such a good game. <laughs> it really is, and. You know, the battle system, it, it seems a bit simplistic at first, but as you start getting through and facing harder enemies and harder bosses, you know, there's there's definitely some strategy to it. Um, it's, it's keeping me engaged. I, I, I'm i playing our, our next game a little bit at the moment, obviously, Metal Gear, but um, I, I just want to keep playing South Park all the time at the moment. Nice. I'd never played any of them. Like, I mean, I mean, I've never played The Stick of Truth or the latest game. It's one I've always wanted to play, but never picked up and... I it kind of takes the piss out of RPG games while also at the same time being a yeah, really good traditional <laughs> RPG. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're on to s- my number Five. six. Nice. Yes. My number six, gotta, su- surprisingly, Final Fantasy VII. <gasps> Pretty high up on the list. That's high. It is. Mm. Uh, this year, yeah. So I've I have the first disc and a half of Final Fantasy VII down pat, fully memorized. You know, with longer games, when you put them into play, and you you play a certain period of it, and then after that, you're like, well, I just lose interest, or you move on to something else. But I played through and almost hundred percent completed everything. The only thing I didn't do this time around was beat all the weapons, all characters at level ninety nine, all maxed out everything for Materia. So wow. I put the time and energy and effort into fully enjoying this game this time around and forgot how truly good this game really is. But I think what yeah, it is. for me I can't deny this game's place in in the pantheon of RPGs that that impacted me when I was younger. You know when you boot this game up and you see that opening cutscene and you hear the music and the the camera panning down over Midgar and then the the, the attack on the first reactor it just brings me back to when I first saw it in my grandparents basement like i have to own this and how much i obsessed over that game for the following year playing that with my friends and talking about different strategies and learning the materia system and it just it, it reminded me that that well it still doesn't hold up as well like it, it obviously has its glaring errors it's still a fantastic game it's still a lot of fun yeah, yeah. it is really fun for someone who R-I- hasn't R-I-P played it I think for someone who hasn't ever played it before, it's kind of hard to go back and appreciate. But if you played it in its day, you're like, this game changed RPGs. 
playing this for the show was the first time since the first time where I've done all the weapons because um, I've only ever done it once before. I've finished this game quite a few times, but never you know done everything so to speak. And this was only the second time I've ever done that, and I had a lot so much fun playing it this year. It had to go on the list in in some way, shape, or form. Um, but like you said, Eric, yeah, it it does have its its glaring errors from it being as old as it is, but. You know, this was my first ever RPG as well, so it holds a special place in my heart. And yeah, I think it was the same it, with me. This is what actually got me into RPGs. It, it holds a special place in a lot of people's hearts, I think. You know, the the people who were big into their RPGs during the Super Nintendo era, you know, they, they have Final Fantasy VI, um, you know, deep within them. But, you know, a lot of people who got into oh, yeah. gaming <laughs> more towards the PlayStation Shut era, up. you know, they, they have Final Fantasy VII for that. I still like eight better, but I can't deny, yeah, seven's impact. Yeah, I like six, seven, eight, and nine. They're just Mm. fantastic. All right, number five, Tom. What's your number five? Um, my number five. I'm no doubt we can't talk about it. It's uh, Breath of the Wild. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I've got it higher. Uh, Yeah, you will be struck with lightning bolts very soon. Yeah, I look forward to it. Uh, Dan, your number five. Number five is Yakuza Zero. I thought you were going to have that on your list. Wow, <laughs> that's high. That is yeah, real high. Honestly, honestly, right? Again, another series I've never played before, and I thought, right, it's quite cheap. I know this is a prologue, and I don't have to know anything about it. And it's just such a good mix of really serious, really character-driven storyline and completely ridiculous minigames. It's just so good. Like, one minute you can be um, literally fighting off the top levels of the Yakuza, and the next section you could be going to a karaoke bar and singing a stupid song where he's... <laughs> it, it goes into a transition scene where he's in, like, a J-pop band. And things. it's just... It did get really good reviews. I've it Reminds me of yeah. Sleeping Dogs, that description. A little yeah, bit, def- yeah, me too. I was literally about to say the same thing, Mike. What I actually really liked about it as well, which I didn't think I would, is it's already in Japanese. And oh, with subtitles, yeah. It was kind of it was kind of endearing and yeah, made me have a new appreciation of the Japanese language and actually pick up some words as I was going along and things. And well, a lot of people so that watch just... anime prefer to have the Japanese voiceovers yeah. with subtitles because apparently I, it's better voice acting. That's yeah, how I sometimes watch it. as well with anime the 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 English obviously doesn't match up to the the mouth movement. It's quite jarring because you get it in some video games, don't you? Where the, it's been done in Japanese. Final Fantasy yeah. Ten. The English over it in Final Fantasy Ten. Final Fantasy yeah, Ten was very tough with that. I think they yeah. fixed it for the remaster. Though. They did. But Titus's face was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I tried playing Yakuza Four uh, on PS3 that they gave away on PlayStation Plus. I just couldn't get into it. I yeah, couldn't I got get into Yakuza that one either. Five on PS Plus, and I couldn't get into it. But this one, just yeah. something clicked. Huh. I honestly, I probably put about forty-five hours into it. Goodness. Shit! It had one of the most time sink bits of it. Is about halfway through. There's two main characters, and the narrative swaps between them at different times. One of them has a, like mini game where you have to run a cabaret club, which is basically when men come to a club and then they get like a hostess who sits with them and ch- talks to them and things. And it was any it was just so addictive and I, I can't even explain how many hours i put into it because you earn you earn money based on this as well you earn money for fights and then doing activities and it's just so much to do in it huh. oh. 
Mike, your number five. My number five is Alien Isolation. What? Wow. Wow. Now, yeah, I know it has its issues, but I, l- I love a good horror game. I, I, I love being scared shitless, whether it's kind of the old Silent Hills where it's all just mysterious and it feels horrific and, and everything like that, and or whether it's jump scares. And obviously, Alien Isolation... Um, there was a nervousness, nervousness of hiding from the alien, and there was the jump scare aspect and everything like that. But also, the main reason why this is quite high on my list is, um, I mean, I've made it um, obvious a few times that Hazel fucking sucks at video games, but she <laughs> enjoys watching certain games with me, and we we really enjoy playing horror games together. So this was a great one for me and her to sit down together um, and just... This is the one where the alien will be hunting you around the ship, right? And you have yes, like that scanner where you can kind of see where she is. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. So as an experience between you know the two of us playing it together, um, it's quite high on my list because we just had a great time with it. The only thing, the only downside to it was um, I don't have a PlayStation camera because there's an actual thing on there uh. where if you have the PlayStation camera... The alien will also react to the noise in your actual that's living room. That's right. I remember oh, that. That's but so cool. I, really? But I didn't have that. Um, but I think that would have been great as well because there's moments where, you know, the two of it, you'd be hiding from the alien. And even though we didn't have the microphone, we were both like, shh, 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 quiet, 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 quiet. And I think if we'd had that and played it, it would have been so good. Wow. But also, you know, the actual game itself. Um, it looks pretty good on PS4. Um, it really recreated the Alien universe so well. You know, the, the ship looks so much like the movies. Um, they did a really fucking good job with it. Nice. But more yeah. is just the experience I had with it. That's why it's quite high. Interesting choice. I wouldn't have expected that to be on anybody's list based on no, the reviews that it got this year. I really enjoyed it. But like I say, I enjoy a good horror game and me and Hazel really enjoy playing it together. All right. My number five. Cool. Tom, we can finally talk about it. Emily is away too. <laughs> That's high. That's but, real high. But but, but there's a I reason understand. For it. Yeah, I totally uh, understand. I just played this game three days ago because I completely forgot it came out, and then somehow found out about it. And Tom's like, "Yeah, dude, we talked about this earlier in the year." <laughs> so whereas the first one was free, this one was not. It was only five bucks, but um, it's about two hours long. The first one is only about thirty minutes. This one is a solid two hours. And man, did it make me feel like a terrible person. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I got I, to the end of this game and went, I was kind of a shitty person when I was younger. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that we both have the same exact experiences. You get um, to the end. So you can make different conversational choices and, and you get to the end and there's different endings. And it actually told me on Steam, you got this ending. So did your friend Hyper Jelly. Like, oh, how cool is that? <laughs> yeah. Really odd. I mean, I I had the original Emily is away on my list on this show in 2015. Um, I've never heard of this. And for yeah, if you haven't heard of it, it's it's a game that's entirely set in the user interface of AOL Instant Messenger, um, okay. inside a sort of emulation of an old whirring Windows XP machine. Um, so it's all really nicely simulated, and it kind of brings you right back into the early 2000s. Um, and Emily is Away was set, yeah, early 2000s, and Emily is Away 2 takes place in that sort of 2004, 2007 period. Yep. Um, and you're basically, in the initial, in the first game, you're always talking to, to this girl called Emily uh, through all your different uh, semesters, and there's all these different, like, chapters, essentially, of how your friendship friendship is building. Um, 
Whereas with Emily as a way too, you're, you are talking to Emily again, but you're also talking to a number of other people as well. And so it, you're kind of... It's actually only just one other person. Chats. Well, uh, if you... If you uh, if on a second playthrough, there oh, are actually... Oh, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're actually tabbing between chats. And it just it does feel strangely uh, like you're right back here in your in your teenage years because it also relies on tactile input from your keyboard to respond um so it's it's a very strange feeling but it it just hits home really hard and well i think the most impactful thing too though is when you're talking to two people at once back then if you didn't respond immediately with chat people would be like oh what are they doing why aren't they responding and you get to certain points within the story where you have a certain amount of time to respond, but you have a certain amount of time to respond to both chats. And if you miss yeah. it, they react accordingly to like, hey, are you even listening? Because they're spilling their guts to you about something important and you're not responding in a timely manner and it pisses them off and they leave. And then you have to try to recover that through some sort of charm or explanation or flat out lying. And yeah, it was such an interesting concept because this whole one revolves around Emily is no longer she's not your girlfriend so you're kind of in this single period where you're talking to two different girls and tom and i were talking about where this kind of brought us back to when we were younger too where when you're young you kind of have a tendency to tell people what they want to hear because you think it's going to make them like you more so one girl loves to drink and doesn't want a family or wants a family, and another girl doesn't drink and doesn't want a family, and you're talking to both of them at the same time, and they're just asking you these innocuous questions, so you respond to them accordingly. And I was thinking that this other girl, Evelyn, was the love interest of this game, so I'm trying to woo her, and turns out she's actually not. And she, in the end, fucks you over and just causes the whole thing to come crashing down around you, and it was just wildly impactful of how how shit went easily south through AOL Instant Messenger because <laughs> like texting now you can't discern tone and and body language through chat and it just brought me back to that whole thing like wow I've I fucked up a lot of things through AIM when I was young yeah that that's exactly the same experience uh, I got from it so it's 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 really cool that I know someone else has played through it and and got that so, what, yeah, was, you... what was even cooler, though, is how they broke the fourth wall with this. So she would send you, like, uh. the, the thing revolved a lot around music, too. So she was like, hey, the new Snow Patrol album came out. We should listen to it together. And she'd send you a link to YouTube, Y-O-O-T-O-O-B. And it would open up an emilyisaway.com page that looked like an early version of YouTube. And then it have an actual YouTube video embedded in there. Or Emily wow. was talking about a art project she needed to do and ask for your input and you're like oh do something psychedelic and then a little bit later in the conversation she would say hey will you check this out for me i'm going to send you a file so she sends you a file and it physically downloads to your actual desktop and if you can't yeah. find it so if you don't if you i just happened to see it pop up but tom said I, he couldn't find it and she's like oh well it's here and she sends you the location on your desktop of where it is That's so yeah cool. She's like, oh, it's in C drive slash users slash Tom slash desktop. And I was like, what? It's, it's next to your porn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For yeah, me, it just, it's such it, a cool game. The sound effects, the, the, the conversations back and forth. Um, it just brought me right back to middle school and high school of this is how people communicated. 
Because we yeah. didn't have cell phones. We didn't have texting. We didn't have Facebook and yeah. all this other stuff. MS, it was MSN Messenger was life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's and well yeah. worth the $5. Uh, Emily is away is still free. But play that first so you ha- kind of have that backstory of who she is and why she's important. But mm-hmm. I got to the end and I felt like an absolutely shitty person. And I, it's very <laughs> rare that a game has that type of impact on me. Yeah. Like I was actually pissed off at a person that didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause the, the girl that fucks you over the last sentence I said to her, you can either do something nice, charming, or my last sentence is seriously, fuck you. And then it ended. <laughs> it's so good. It's yeah. such an amazing game, but on to number fours. Uh, me number four is you guys have most likely heard of this one, the Stanley Parable. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah. I'd never played it before. It's so the now. narrative, a narrative walking simulator. Uh, yes, but it's from. so good. I couldn't believe how much of an impact this game had on me. Um, it's. I think it's one of the best games I've played in a long time. Uh, hence it obviously being really high on this list, but. It is it, only three dollars and seventy five cents right now. Which one? Stanley Parable. Stanley, oh well, yeah. God, that's so so fucking worth it. Seriously, if you've yeah, not played I'm gonna, it, I'm gonna buy it right uh, now. Yeah. Um. So uh, it's it's actually really hard to talk about, really. But to be it's it's I wouldn't want to spoil it in any way for anybody. I, but I tried the demo, Tom, and it's bizarre, yeah. but it's really cool. it is it well, is a very very Half Life engine, isn't it? Correct. Yeah, very strange game, very unlike anything else. Um, but it is, again, it is about... The best way I can sum it up without spoiling stuff is it is trying to highlight how much control you really think you have when you're playing a video game. Uh, do you Are you really as free as you feel you are? Does an, does an open world really mean that you can go anywhere you like? Or are you the whole time being led with a string? as to where you need to be and the whole game is just a commentary around that around boundaries and rules in gameplay and the way it's wrapped up and you replay the game several times and it's different every time based on your decisions again is just really eye-opening and really really cool um you just got to play it if you've not played it please play it I actually just bought a bundle that had the Stanley Parable and the Beginner's Guide in it for seven yes. bucks. Same same developer. Yep. Yeah. yeah. For the UK listeners, the standard game on Steam is two forty nine. The bundle that Eric's just been talking about is four seventy five. Oh man, absolute bargain, honestly. So, Dan, your number four. Number four is so nice. The Hedge Pig Mania. Mania. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think we've we've covered a lot of So Nice Mania. <laughs> we have, but what a good game! I it was great. I really enjoyed it. I still go back every so often and just blast through a few levels because it's just so fun. I actually because we're, we're doing articles to go alongside these choices, and I've actually wrote in the description. I actually think it might be the best Sonic game ever made. Mine says that too. Yeah, Fair play. Yeah, mine That's... says it's the only Sonic I've ever finished. <laughs> <laughs> I've also put yes, even better than So Nice the Hedge Pig Three and Nurkles the Enchilada. Is it better than Sonic 06? 
Oh, nothing is. Oh man, <laughs> how about Sonic I need Forces? To get good. Oh God. Do I you want to spend a bunch of time talking about this, or should we move on? No, it's fine. <laughs> I think everybody knows how good it was. We had a lengthy discussion about it on one of the shows. Yeah, we actually did a full show on it. No, that was on no, Sonic and Knuckles. Oh, yeah, that's true. But we it was at the same time as Sonic Mania. Uh, Unplanned, but, you know, these things happen. Mike, what's your number four? Number four is Uncharted 4, A Thief's Ooh, End. Nice. It took me a long nice. time to get around to this. Um, I, I played the first three Uncharted's in quite quick succession a few years ago, and um, when I first got my PS4, um, I wasn't in a rush to get back in because I'd done the other three so quickly. And I yeah, remember I being that. burnt remember being burnt out on number three i don't think i enjoyed three as much as i would have would have if i'd left some time between two and three yeah so um when lost legacy came out this year you guys were talking about how good four was and i was just like you know what i'm gonna have to get playing it especially since lost legacy is now out i keep nearly getting spoilers for number four i'm gonna have to play it and you know what i i it's the best uncharted of the ones I've played, obviously I've not played Lost Legacy, but it's well now that game. yeah now that you've beaten four, you can play Lost Legacy. Yeah, and it was just incredible. It, it that typical Naughty Dog uh, polish is there. Um, it was just so much fun, and and the story, and and you know the back and forth between the characters that you get always getting an Uncharted. It it was just incredible. Mm. I really really fucking enjoyed it. Yeah, it was great. The and animations the... and everything were just amazing. Oh yeah. How you like could control when, uh, his individual hand to to grab different rocks. Yeah, yeah, and then you know the story sections as well. So you know, quite early on in the game, I hope this doesn't really count as a spoiler, but there's a bit where you're in uh, Nate's attic and you you can see all of the things from the old games in his old notebooks, yeah. and and yeah. then you can get like a little plastic toy gun and shoot the targets and things like that. I love um, how the music kicks in as well when you're doing that, as if it's dramatic and. What about that Crash Bandicoot section, though, man? Yeah, that just... that's cool. Ah, oh, so good. But, I, you know, it, everything was great about it. And, you know, you really cared about the characters. Um, it, yeah, it wrapped up really nicely. Like you said about Lost Legacy, I've not played it, but it said that, you know, mm. they can do it without Nate. Um, I'm glad because I do want to see more Uncharted games if they, if they, you know, if they keep this quality up. And they have done throughout the games. You know, the quality has been there. I'm happy for more Uncharted, but yeah, I, I just, really, I really just, enjoyed this. I, by default, now expect Naughty Dog qualities to be high quality, Naughty Dog titles to be high quality. Sorry. And well, I think they did a good job at the very end to set the stage for Uncharted existing on its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was being very careful about what I said, so yeah. <laughs> I can't even remember what happened. <laughs> people the end, played, so yeah. I might have to replay it. All right, my number four. It had to be this high in the list because. Even to this date, I think it still holds the title of my favorite game of all time, and that is Link's Awakening. Wow. I've got it higher. <gasps> oh, wow. Why? Oh. I knew I liked you. <laughs> I, liked you. <laughs> I thought that one might surprise you. Oh, boy. Uh, that surprises me. Hey, wait until you hear my number one, Mega Man. Interesting. <gasps> if your number one is Mega Man, I will actually eat my hat. <laughs> Just make some quick changes. Hang on. <laughs> How do you spell it? Uh, all right, let's get to the top three, fellas. Um, so here's here's what we're going to be doing. I'm going to announce this now. We're going to come up with our list of top three new games that we've played this year, as well as top three old games that we've played this year. And we're going to pick two people from our Patreon supporters. If you've been a Patreon supporter for us this year, 
we're going to randomly pick somebody on there to choose one of our top three new games and then another person to pick one of our top three retro games that we've played. And we're going to give you a copy of a game of your choice off that list as a thank you for being a supporter all year. Support Surprise us. giveaway! Woo! Oh, where's my We like you! Where's Jeeves, why didn't you have the ham horn ready? Sorry, sir. <laughs> all right, Do let's it. get into this. So we've got about 30 minutes before Tom needs to uh, make like a baby and head Bounce. out. Bounce. Yes. No, babies don't bounce. Oh, yeah, God. Don't, never again. Yeah. Tom, what's your number three? Uh, number three, new game. Well, actually, how do we want to do the top threes? Do we want to reveal our top threes and then like just each say three, two, like from three, two to one, and then talk about why we put them in those particular order? That's or do we want to keep going through how we've been going through? I think we're going to have a clash. Yeah. Maybe we just finish our original lists. Yeah. Okay. and then go to retro uh so yeah continuing with the same list my number three is super mario odyssey i have mine higher okie dokie <laughs> uh, okay okie dokie uh, okie dokie <laughs> dan you're number three horizon zero dawn uh, i got it higher oh horizon is number three for me as well okay tom oh, you're number good. two I haven't uh, got my number three yet. Oh. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> the Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Yes. Oh. I <laughs> loved this. Um, oh. As I said before, it was my first foray into 2D slash top-down Zelda. Um, I'm so glad we played this. I I said on the show, I've, you know, I had a Game Boy when I was younger, but I, we never had that many games for it. Um. And I said on the same show as well, you know, as soon as I started it, you could tell that you were about to go on a big epic adventure, similar to when you started Pokemon. Um, and yeah, I'd, my only regret with it is that it's going to sound terrible, but I'm, I regret doing it for the show because I had to rush through it and I started using a guide to finish it for the show. I wish mm. I would have discovered this years ago and been able to play through it in my own time. But I, I still regretted enjoyed it. this show. It's one of those though, <laughs> Mike, honestly, that you can play through consistently and it never gets old. I've played through this a few dozen times and it's still just as magical every single time. Huh. In terms of old games for the shows, uh, for the show since I've been on, of the ones I've not played before, um, this this was the best one we played this year since I've been here. Without well, we, have played, we have played some shade. <laughs> yeah, I, I just have such fond memories of this game. I mean, obviously my fondest memory is how much of an idiot I was and not being able to get the sword at the beginning. But, you know, I blame that on being, what, seven, eight at the time? Um, no, 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 dude. We we'll blame that on the fact that you are, indeed, an idiot. Am I? <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, fair point. Um, yeah, it's such a it's such a magical game. And I think there's another game on my list that has a chance of unseating it as my favorite game of all time, but it's going to take another 20 years to build up that cool. nostalgia. Cool. So, on to number two. Oh, me. Yeah. yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. uh, my number two is uh, Mass Effect 2. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah what? Yeah. I absolutely loved that game. I loved it so much. Seriously. Uh, this is the first time you played it, right, Tom? It's the first time I've played it, yeah. Um, 
I played the original years ago, and it was okay. It was it was some really good ideas, but I ultimately uh, really uh, kind of trudged through it and got to the end but number two i just couldn't stop playing i did all the side missions i did all the dlc i put about 50 hours in um it's I just, amazing that game the, uh, i love lo- the yeah. ending the ending alone is worth playing that game for see and i got all the way to yeah. the end and didn't beat it i just i love the the kind of the lore of it all like um it's very political and there's a lot going on and uh he like humans aren't the, the really the dominant species anymore and you kind of feel like this uh kind of a minnow in the universe again but and there's all these different races and species with their own ideals and their own goals and their own objectives and their it's own such culture a well as well realized universe isn't it like they yeah. thought about everything I totally you need to play buy one to it. understand two because I've never played any of the Mass Effects, but I've heard the, the number the, one going back to it the, can be a bit rough. The the cool thing about if you start number two and you haven't played one, there is a uh, like a comic strip that it can take you through, like an interactive comic strip with the first game, and you can kind okay. of make decisions there. Um, you don't have to play number one. Obviously, you may have a slightly better experience because you can import your character from number one to two, mm-hmm. uh, and then but to three as well, and to three, but. Um, I don't think it's one hundred percent necessary. And two is a better game, like gameplay wise. Mm. Uh, man, I I just totally dug the whole thing. It was it was great. So it, it, it was actually I almost put it at my number one, almost. Uh, wow. But yeah, interesting, really cool. Dan, your number two. My number two is The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Mint. Ooh. <laughs> I have mine higher. Yeah, I have mine higher too. <laughs> oh, good lord. Which gives away what our number ones are. Mike, what's your number mm-hmm. two? Number two is Horizon Zero Dawn. That's higher on mine. Let's <laughs> give him that away too. <laughs> <laughs> My number two is Mario Odyssey. Oh, we can talk about it now. Nice. We can. Wait, Tom. Yeah, it was my number three. Oh, was it? Uh huh. Number oh, three is Mario Odyssey. Right. Okay. I don't think you said that. I don't think you said that either. I was, I'd, the only time I heard anybody talk about Mario was uh, Mike. Yeah. Maybe we missed it. Jeeves, rewind mm. the tape. Did I Did I have a <laughs> like idiot moment earlier when you asked Tom for his number three and I went, hang on, I haven't done my number three. Maybe. <laughs> oh, maybe. Or did you ask him for number two? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know. It's all blurring together. Um, yeah. Talk about a game that made me feel like I was 10 years old again. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to play this guy. It's, it's fantastic. I, so it's so well done. I like how they gave you an entire game to play as a tutorial, and then when you're done, yeah. the rest of the game opens up. No spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so many good moments in that game, and I I really don't want to give too much away because I think Dan, yeah. you've you've got to play it. Um, yeah. I think sure you, without, sure will. I don't want to spoil anything, but Tom will know what I'm talking about. Post credits is one of the yeah. best, one of my favorite gaming memories of this year is what what happens immediately after the credits in Mario Odyssey. Yeah, yeah. see, I'm not that far yet. Oh. Um, but I mean, you know, I, I I said I had mine quite low. Now this is going to contradict. I'm going to contradict myself straight away. Mario Odyssey is the best 3D Mario to date hands down in my it opinion. is yeah there's no it's, there's no question it's arguably the greatest 3d platformer of all time 
Why was it so yeah. low on my list? This is not the game's fault. Now, 3D Mario's for me. In fact, any Mario's, 2D Mario's. They never grip me in the way of, oh, I have to keep playing, I have to keep playing, I have to keep playing. I dip in and out of them. I, I don't know why. I don't know what it is. And it's nothing on the games whatsoever because I, I fucking love Mario Odyssey. <laughs> but they just, I, I dip in and out. And that's just how I've always been with them. And I don't know why. Um, yeah. I want to carry on playing it. I, I do dip in every now and again. I've just got to New Donk City, which isn't spoilers because that's in the trailer. Um, and I know that, I, I haven't had anything spoiled, but I know there's an amazing end game. You have a um, lot left. And oh, God, I can't yeah. wait to and I can't wait to get to it. Um the other little thing as well that, that made it a bit lower. Uh, I know they're not completely forced, but Nintendo, why the motion controls again? Just fucking give it See, up. See, I played most of it with the Pro Controller and was just fine. I played it with split Joy-Con, but not using the motion control. So uh, I've been playing split Joy-Con yeah. and I'm enjo- I'm enjoying it, but I just Maybe I should just give the Pro Controller a go. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I definitely played the first I half loved of it the, with the Pro Controller. I, I loved how they still incorporated the powers without the, oh, you picked up a flower, now you have fire. It's the, the whole hat mechanic and, and being able to capture any enemy. And it just changes how you can go through all these levels. It, it increases the exploration and how you approach each level based on the enemies that are within each. It's, it's just so well done. My only concern... The only thing is that I burned out so quickly on it. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Man, what a good first year for the Switch, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Crazy. So I think we have a split here with our number ones. We do. do. Two of us have Horizon and two have Breath of the Wild. Incorrect. Incorrect. Am I the only one with Horizon? Correct. Probably. My Horizon was number three. What was your number two, Dan? My number two was Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah, of course it was. What the hell is your number one? Persona oh, come on! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that game. I think that basically guarantees I have to play it now if it's your number one. Honestly, Eric, possibly the best Japanese RPG I have played in years. Really? Like, maybe of all time. I... The characters, the it's just one of the most stylish, most engrossing games I've played. It it's about a, a group of teenagers, but it deals with some quite dark themes, and huh. I just got you just get so involved with these characters. I put a hundred hours into this game. Yeah, they're big games. These Persona, Persona yeah. titles. I think it gets a bit really of flack like... for thinking it's a life simulator kind of thing. But yeah, that is yeah. so engrossing. Well, yeah, because I remember um, arguably one of the best games on the Vita is Persona 4 Golden, and yeah. people have put hundreds of hours into that because mm-hmm. there's so much, uh, like, so many side quests and side story of like uh, a lot of life simulator stuff, which I, I imagine is in the fifth game too. So yeah, I have been banging on about this a lot this year, trying to convince people to play it, but I. I honestly can't re- recommend it enough. It is a strong 10 out of 10 game for me. Interesting. I, that's an, that's saying a lot, though, especially with it bre- beating up Breath of the Wild, which... I mean, I, I, I loved Breath of the Wild, but in terms of lasting impact and how much I got into the game, Persona 5 is... See, and that's how I feel about Breath of the Wild, though. Like, Breath of the Wild is going to go down as one of my favorite games of all time. I, I, same with me, Eric, but Persona 5 is that good that it's still been 
for me. Wow. Uh, I, nice. I want to play it. I've not played a Persona title, but I've, the time investment, I, yeah. I don't have for that at the moment. I, I will eventually, but I just, yeah, I, I don't have that time investment. I've never all. played one before either, but like, I just, I will play I will play anything they put out in future. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Mike, your number one was Breath of the Wild? Certainly was. As was mine. Oof. So which one shall we tackle first? Horizon, Breath of the Wild? Um... So I think we can kind of talk about them concurrently, though. I think for mm. for me, the reason yeah. that, that Horizon came in second was because I played it after Breath of the Wild, and it felt yeah. like a large step backwards. I was kind of playing them together, weirdly. Chopping and changing <laughs> between them both. I think, I think that would have fucked me up. <laughs> yeah, me too. I can't play two huge games like that. Just not being time. able to go anywhere that I wanted, climb a mountain if I wanted to. It's just... I felt constricted. Yeah, for the longest that, time... If that was in Horizon, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. But for the, for the longest time, when I played Horizon, I nothing was going to be it. Nothing was going to be it. I was sure this is going to be my favourite game of this year. Um, it's absolutely incredible. Um, Breath of the Wild came along, and I'll be honest, when I first started playing Breath of the Wild, I was a bit unsure. I was like, nah, yeah, this, this isn't going to be better than Horizon. Um, yeah. Now... <laughs> Horizon as a total package in terms of the game, the story, the direction, the the character development. Um, oh, I can't God, remember if I, I said loved, graphics. I was not expecting you know, to love the storyline of Horizon. The story so is exactly, so good. you know, the, yeah. the voice acting, the actual characters themselves. I, I fucking love Aloy. I, I thought she was amazing. The world was it amazing. Is, yeah, in terms of that, it is the better game in a way. But Breath of the Wild yeah. does... I could not put Breath of the Wild down. I put yeah. nearly 90 hours into the Breath of the Wild, and it's been a long, long time since I've put that amount of time into a game and enjoyed every single second. I did second. 70 hours of Breath is, of the Wild in the first two weeks. Yeah, the gameplay is... When I say the total package of Horizon is better, but the actual gameplay of Zelda and the physics and everything, it is the better game. Me with open world games I get to a point where because I'll be doing side quests and things like that and I usually get to a point where like you know what I actually want to finish this now I'm just going to do all the story missions and that happened with Horizon I, I was doing just side quest after side quest doing the main quest here and there um, I just got to a point I was like you know what I want to finish it Breath of the Wild I was doing side quest I didn't do it all obviously but I was doing side quests I was doing this over here going doing some hunting going gathering food and every single part of time, it was always through choice or it came along. It was never a point where I want to get this finished now. It just naturally came to a conclusion for me and I could not put it down. One of the best games of all time and one of the best games I've ever played. Yes. I wholeheartedly I, I agree. Just, it just blew me away with how everything is interconnected, how the physics work and just how much there is in that world to see and do. Like, it's a huge world, but everywhere you go, it feels like there's something new to discover. I'm curious why Tom put it at one. Two. Uh, I put Horizon at one, yeah. Yeah. Um, For pretty much the same reasons that uh, Mike mentioned. Um, uh, I also just loved that, compared to Breath of the Wild, um, I always felt like I was getting stronger and learning learning more about it. And I used to, I was speaking to a guy at work about it, and... I was saying, hey, I was just playing Horizon last night and I saw this huge fucking monster and I had no chance to take it out. And he's like, oh yeah, you'll get stronger. You'll, you'll get better. You'll get better. You'll, get, you'll develop your character even more. And then it gets to the point where you're then taking down absolutely huge machines because you've put 
the the time investment into it and you've really nailed the mechanics and ergonomically on the controller you're doing so much with Aloy like sliding mm-hmm. uh, slowing down time uh, using different types of arrows and it's it's very it gets super mechanical with how you're uh, how you're taking down these these large insanely big creatures that you have no uh, no reason to be able to defeat it's ridiculous um, it, it just has this great feeling of, of accomplishment every time you uh, salvage some huge machine and uh, and I just all the story all the environment it just was it just was really awesome and it was quite unique nothing else like it in terms of uh, the thing that, story. that killed it a little bit for me and I talked a bit about this is that I think it was a little maybe this was just me playing it after Breath of the Wild and and missing out on it yeah. for some reason or other I didn't get as much out of out of Horizon as I probably should have. I played through the majority of the game with like the basic equipment, yeah, and I think yeah. you did yourself a disservice with that because yeah, it I wasn't so. ex- it wasn't yeah. explicitly obvious. Like, hey, go and do this. But then I come to find out afterwards it was through the side quests and and yeah. I just mainly went for the main story in that because a I was really engrossed in it, but b I didn't feel that that pull into the world yeah. to do the side quests like I did with Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I think for me, Eric, it's actually the other way around. Like that's what's happened to me with Breath of the Wild. Um, like, I it's a, it's definitely lower down on a much lower down on my list compared to you guys. And whilst whilst I struggle to find the masterpiece inside that game at the moment, I don't dispute that it's absolutely fantastic. Like I just you know, no question about it. Breath of the Wild is amazing. Does some incredible things. Um, but it and I think also if you've grown up with zelda and you love that series you have even more attachment to it um which is something i sadly don't have link's awakening is my favorite zelda game of all time um but i couldn't quite get fully hooked into breath of the world i'm a bit like the way mike is with mario odyssey i'm just dipping in and out of it i can't it hasn't quite got its hooks into me yeah Um, it got its hooks into me instantly yeah just couldn't put it down that first time I, I, you load I, into Kakariko Village. Yeah, when I got into Horizon, though, that storyline and that world, I've scarcely, in a game, been so invested in a world. Yeah. And, like, it was so believable. That story was breathtaking as well. It was. It's it, a oh, really yeah. interesting narrative, though, on what a lot of the... Um, a lot of the thinkers are talking about with AI right now. Like Elon Musk yeah. is saying AI is the most dangerous thing facing humanity right now and how easily it can get out of hand. Yeah, I liked that. I like that dystopian yeah, feel to it. these guys seen Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was a different kind of post-apocalyptic It was, fiction. yeah. It was, yeah. It was like a post-post-apocalyptic where everything had gone to shit and then the world had started rebuilding itself. Yeah. yeah. History comes full circle. That's really it's just neat. so good. So I think we need to create our list of top threes. I was thinking about this as we were going through, and maybe in the in the interest of fairness, we just create our top three games of the year, and then we'll randomly pick two people from Patreon, and they can each pick a game off that list, and we'll send it to them. That sounds yeah, fair. That's good. That's fine. Yeah. I think obviously Breath of the Wild needs to be on there, but. Mm-hmm. What else? Persona Five. Persona Five. I'd be okay with throwing that on there, unless yeah, somebody's Horizon got a Zero Dawn. 
and Horizon. Yeah, yeah because do between that. the three of us, they were the top three. Really. Yeah, yeah, that's it fair. worked out quite well. <laughs> I'm really surprised that Mario's not on there, though. I know, right? Well, I think it's just might, been might such be my a fault. good year for gaming. <laughs> I, I reckon Mario would have been really high on your list, Dan. I think I it probably would have been one or two. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I, I reckon it probably would have been two, but I haven't played it, so maybe next year. year it'll be on your list next year. Yeah. So Tom, we need to pick yeah. a couple people off our that their list of Patreon. He he's compiled it. Yes, adieu, adieu. And the Let's reason we're doing them. the top three that you get to pick is because we understand that you probably have played the games that are on there now there's a caveat if there's if you have all three of these what should we do let them pick another one off of our list or you don't have the system because the three games are the two are ps4 exclusives and one's a switch exclusive well switch and wii u true so that's something to think about we'll get you a game guys we'll get the <laughs> game off one of our lists but we'd like it to be from the top three since those are our top three games of the year Tom, are you going to hit that there random algorithm button? Oh, I'm just getting it running. <laughs> it's word in the background. <laughs> All right, I got a name. All right, who's the first one? Dalton Suter. Dalton Suter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'll reach out to to you, Dalton. Find out what game you want. We'll get your uh, address and definitely not stalk you. And congratulations! Yeah, yes. congrats. Who is the second winner? <laughs> da, 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 da. I've got here da, da, da. Zach Foley. <gasps> Mister Foley. <laughs> <laughs> that last one was by accident, sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Congrats, guys. Thanks for... And this is just strictly for our Patreon supporters. If you want to support us, patreon.com slash factorysealed. Um, none of that money comes back into our pockets. It just goes directly into keeping this show afloat, paying for hosting and uh, uh, podcast hosting, website hosting, domain name, registration, and then everything goes back into donations out to you guys. So, um, yep. Thank you for your support. Uh, we have some comments from the Facebook group here. We've got a few more minutes before we need to cut this off for Tom to go pick up Mumsy Ragsy. Uh, <laughs> we wanted to find out what are some of your favorite memories of the year. Hazel May Tyson wants to know what our top familiar. three worst games of the year were. Dino Crisis. Dino Silent Crisis. Hill 3. Silent Hill 3 and Spyro. Uh, no. <laughs> Spyro. I'm not accepting that shit. (laughs) No. No. Um, What else did we play? I'm I'm looking quick. Uh, Let's see. Oh, Destiny Poo. Did you notice how it wasn't on my list? Thank God. I thought about putting it at 10. No Man's Sky. Nah, that that game's good. That was last year, wasn't it? Was it last year? Oh, God. Time flies. For me, it was Spyro. Hated that game. I, I hate you. 
Uh, let's see. Russell Schaefer's my favorite gaming memory for the year has been playing Human Fall Flat with Courtney Schaefer's. That was an absolute, absolutely worth the six dollars we paid for, and easily the best co-op game for a single playthrough. Favorite show memory is at I am no longer a chess. <laughs> <laughs> Start off strong. <laughs> One star for the show. It was shit. Be sure to keep up the irrelevant <laughs> stupidity. It what it's what makes it special. Pip pip. Um, Brilliant. We've got another comment here from Vic Mies. Uh, he's been with us for guy. quite a while and always <laughs> likes to get real liquored up and then leave a comment. Um, I'll try to... He basically goes on to, to trash the modern A triple gaming scene. Breath of the Wild is probably the only video game experience this year. It didn't make me want to rip off my own arms and eat them, so I guess it's Scotty then. Still managed to miss 90% of the show, so I guess my favorite show memory was when Eric promised to give me a handy in the parking lot. <laughs> Eric, you never, fall th you never follow through on these things. I don't. I'm terrible <laughs> oh on follow-through with handy promises. Favorite gaming memory was Gothic 2, low-budget German RPG. Hard to play and understand. It's clunky. It's unfriendly. Low-quality. Doesn't show any compassion or kindness to a player trying to understand. Uh, it's complete opposite of every game released after 06, and I love it. Never heard of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it's an obscure uh, German. I wonder if uh, Tom's rap German rap video is part of the soundtrack. <laughs> Should be. Mr. Zach Foley, my favorite has to be Breath of the Wild, but shout out has to go to Cuphead for a great game from a new developer. Also, to harken back to Christmas past, has anyone actually attempted Bread Wrens? If not, new contest? Wagwa be Bread Wren! Wagwa! Wagwa! Forgot about that. That was real dumb. A, a baking, no, a you make, still baking competition. Oh, crazy. Uh, Dancy Gilbert himself. I have to say the Dino Crisis episode might be my favorite of the year. Everyone was so sullen. <laughs> it was so shit. <laughs> and we all beat it, too. We wish you were Dancy Gilbert. We, we wish, wish you were Dancy Gilbert. We wish you were Dancy Gilbert. And a happy Gilbert. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> uh, Hazel replied again oh, for fuck's sake i thought you put duct tape <laughs> big <over> fan <laughs> oh also my favorite memory right. from this year was meeting you <laughs> her favorite memory from the year was meeting you swell chaps and chapat in regard to dan and beating dan at mario kart yes she did beat me at mario kart <laughs> That is also sucks at video Hazel, games. I demand a rematch on Crash Team Racing. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to bring that up. What our favorite memory from the year was, and that's definitely been my favorite memory of the year was the live show. Oh, it was it was yeah. fantastic. It's been not a long just time. The li not just the live show for me, but actually meeting all you guys and having such a good time over those two weekends. I had an absolute blast. Meet me. <laughs> uh, we need to do it again sometime. Yeah, here in America land. Santos Lopez, first off, thank you, Mike Tyson, for uniting the show, giving us the best episode, the live show, and the worst episode, Mike's fucked up audio track. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> so the question now is, when Mike, when are Mike and Dan coming to America? Best gaming memory this year, beating Lord of the Rings Conquest with my kid and definitely not getting my ass kicked in Jump Stars by the same kid. So the other question I'll throw at you, what's your best gaming memory with your kid, wife, girlfriend this year? 
Well, I can't answer that. She hates games. Mike answered that with <laughs> Alien Isolation. Yeah, that was good fun. Um, Although, me- actually, we've been playing snip. We've been playing Snipper Clips recently. Um, that's good fun. But boy, do we shout at each other! <laughs> oh God, yeah, that that will make you fall out. <laughs> I think for us, it's just been recently with introducing Christy to PSVR. She has fallen in love with Job Simulator. Amazing. Yeah. Simulator. Later. I think it's been playing uh, Mario Kart on, on the Switch with, with Catherine. She's mm. got a Switch as well now, so Lady she's Catherine. been playing a few games too, which I've been helping her with. That's been that's been fun. Do you nice. just play in separate rooms on your separate switches? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not talking I, to each other. <laughs> You get voice chat set up through yeah. the app. <laughs> the app on our phones, yeah. yeah. Uh, last one here, John Fazio. Favorite memories are discovering this podcast and realizing that Dan C. Gilbert lives basically right down the road. <laughs> oh, please tell me you've been outside his house and serenaded him with a Dan C. Gilbert song. Please. <laughs> not do it and film it, please. Holding, holding the ghetto blaster above your head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be it's perfect. It's just that original version where Mike goes, Dan C. Gilbert. I think the Gilberting is probably uh, one of my favorite memories of the show. <laughs> I agree. I thought that was, I can't even believe that was this year. It seems like so long ago now. You've been on for a good majority of this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can't get rid of me. I mean, I, I guess it's... Uh, I'd be wrong if I didn't say that Mike joining the show isn't one of my favorite memories, too. Aww. Aww. I love you, Mike. Thank you. I love you, too. Let me tell you about Mega Man. (laughs) 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 No, seriously, though, guys. That's one of my favorites of the year. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Like, like, rejoining? Joining the show has proper rekindled my interest in video games as, as... as a as a major hobby you know it was always a hobby of mine um but i was always kind of strict to myself you know oh, i don't need to buy that I, you know i won't rush through this or anything um but joining the show has really just made me appreciate gaming once more and i've made three amazing friends out of it well four including cat as well obviously um, so thank you oh, and yeah. everybody on the community yeah thank you for everyone for accepting me we bribed yeah. him it was the will <laughs> of the people <laughs> <laughs> Uh, believe it or not, we don't have any emails this week. But if you do want to send us any, factory sealed at manatank.com. Um, that's going to do it for this year. Oof. Wow. Another Fuck year down. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I know. Another year with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that Christy buys me that Mega Man outfit that Zach Foley posted. I hope she doesn't. <laughs> I'll post pictures. It's quite sultry. <laughs> put it on my Mega Man sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> just put, saw that. Put it up on a board next to my Lara Croft picture. Yeah, Boner Man in Mega Man sixty nine. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you if there's any final thoughts, Dan. I'm not letting you end the year that way. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Eric. What? Do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, Dan's an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) We had that last show because Tom called me dumb. (laughs) No, no, you're dumb. (laughs) Not this again.
like sh- slash my tires, shot me down in flames. Oh god. <laughs> All right, everybody, have a safe and happy Christmas and New Year. We will see you all next year. And don't be an idiot.